Anyway, beautiful. How was your weekend, Nathan? Not too bad. I didn't do anything, anything at all, but just be a dad. So, be a dad. Fun going to the parks and all that. That's about it. What about yourself? Yeah, busy weekend actually. Went out Friday, uh, Saturday. Went bouldering. Lucky myself and another mate went bouldering. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's climbing, like rock climbing with no ropes. Oh, actually on rocks or like indoor? Indoor, indoor, like an indoor gym. I'd like the outdoor one. Bit more risky. Yeah, but you still take mats. Still take mats. Yeah, true. Uh, It was a lot of fun, but it was actually, and uh, I think to be honest, Lucky and I and the other mate are going to start going like all the time. We've planned to go on Wednesday as well. Yeah, nice. God, my arms and forearms are so <laughs> sore. Well, you've never even been to a gym in your life, mate. What do you expect? Right, mate. Gross. <laughs> anyway, it was a big weekend of football. Massive. Okay. Welcome back to Between Two Halves. Nathan and I are here today. Uh, Lucky, again, was slated to be here today, but got called out in a last-minute call-out for work. Don't know what we're going to do with it. Anyway, let's get back into football. <laughs> so, big weekend. We had some great... Fucking games. Great upsets as well. Great games. Uh, let's get into it. So we've got Newcastle Wolves with Newcastle getting up 1-0. Everton. Yep. <laughs> Everton United. <laughs> Everton United. Everton getting a win over United. Uh, massive. Massive. Fucking massive. Massive for their, uh, for their hopes of staying alive. Yeah, 100%. And we've got Watford Leeds. Leeds getting up 3-0 with another massive game for Leeds. Uh, Southampton Chelsea. Chelsea getting up... 6-0. I didn't see this score before I started recording. What the fuck? Mate, Southampton love to get pumped every now and then. Bro. They've had two 9-0s, fucking a 6-0. They love getting pumped every now and then. Timo Werner deciding he's going to be a striker <laughs> for once. Oh, well. When you score six, you'd hope he'd get on, on the score sheet. You heard that out. <laughs> Arsenal-Brighton. Arsenal going down. 2-1 to Brighton. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it much. We need a striker. We need a striker bad. You guys do need a striker bad. Uh, Aston Villa, uh, Aston Villa, and uh, <laughs> Tottenham. Four 0 to Tottenham, and I—it's a crying shame for Villa. Villa lived a that game, but way it goes in football. Uh, Leicester, Crystal Palace, two one to two one to Leicester. Norwich, Burnley, two 0 to Burnley. Burnley no, finally getting no, a win no, today. No. Two 0 to Norwich. Oh, two 0 Sorry, two 0 to Norwich. <laughs> sorry, two 0 to Norwich. And Norwich <laughs> finally. I was gonna say I was literally about to say Norwich had a really good game finally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Sorry, two 0 to Norwich. Um. Yeah, Norwich again. I don't think it's. I think it's too little, too late. I don't think they have any chance yeah. of staying up. But not good for Burnley. Not, not with Everton getting the win. Definitely not. Uh, and then we had Brentford West Ham, and Brentford putting on a masterclass against West uh, West Ham. Yeah, 100%. Killing it in the middle yet again. I think I've, West Ham. Yeah. I think I think West Ham were a bit fatigued from during the week, but they had Thursday night game. Had to have been because Ivan Tony tore, tore him a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the best game of the 2021-2022 season in all competitions, City versus Liverpool with a two-two-all draw. I I honestly think this was the best game I have almost ever watched. It was fucking red hot. It was I, red hot. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get to watch it live, but I went back and watched it. And it was end to end. 
Like, you could just see the quality from both teams. It was non-stop. I mean, again, City, I think City dominated the game. 100% City dominated the yeah. game, but it was um, I mean, Liverpool. I don't even think they dominated that much. Like, they oh. still dominated a little bit. They had a little bit more ball, but Liverpool was still getting down the other end. That's what I'm about. That's what I'd say. Like, yeah. City were dominating game, but Liverpool were putting on a masterclass on how to be effective with the ball. So even though yeah. they weren't, like, they weren't, owning the ball as much as City were or being able to do as much with it. Uh, sorry, um, holding it as much as they wanted to and playing it out as much as they wanted to. But they still were so effective when going up top. Yeah, well, they get, they get the ball and they turn and they look forward straight away yeah. all, all the time, which is great. Like, a lot of players don't do that. And no. for them, it works a treat. But, oh, man, end-to-end. Like, I think City got lucky, obviously, with that early goal, that deflection, De Bruyne. Uh, you can't really help that. No. <laughs> you put yourself in them positions to shoot. You're going to get goals from deflections. Like, that's just, you put yourself in them situations. That was what I said. I think De Bruyne, the best player in the world right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I love watching that guy play. He has scored four goals in four games against all, across all competitions. Um, City right now. Constantly causing attacking threats. Like, the guy, multiple times in this game, was 1v5 or 1v6 against the back line, and Van Dyke still brought him down just because he's scared yeah. of what he was doing. Like, I've never seen someone, like, scare the defense as much as... De- he's just been killing it. I, I was in awe of watching him. He has it. He has it. Like you said, he has it all. He, his passing game is probably the best in the world. Can shoot. If he's 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 not the best in the world at shooting, but he's got to be up there in probably top ten. I think I <laughs> I think he could. He is like one of the only midfielders in the game right now who could yeah. comfortably play striker. Yeah, he uh, well, maybe, but in city at, game, city, yeah, at city, at city, he could even play striker at city easy. But the way he reads the game, he's he's not two steps ahead of everyone. He's three and four steps ahead of everyone. He is, and he's so consistent. Yeah. That's what I think he has over a lot of other players, like even Salah and that. The or Declan Rice, anyone in the middle right now. Just any, or anyone, if you compare the middle, like his consistency is he turns up every game and he d- does his job to the best he can do. Yeah, uh, it's good. He was a freak. And I think that, I think just all around this game was amazing. Like you had the back and forth between the two, a team dominating, a team showing how effective they can be when you get the ball. Had almost a late equaliser for Mares smacking in the crossbar oh, or the, the like top corner of the goal um, with a free yeah. kick in the like eighty, I think it was sorry ninety fourth minute or something like that. Yeah, just offside as well with Sterling. Just off that. Okay, we're gonna get into this. <laughs> we're gonna get into this. I hate. I don't hate VAR. I don't. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But in these situations, in in case of the Sterling goal, the VAR did him dirty. Like, he, they did him dirty, okay? Now, let me, tell you, let me tell you why. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, sorry. The reason I'm thinking that uh, VAR did City dirty here is Sterling made a perfect striker's run. Cut off, cut off peeled away from his um, from Van Dyke. Van Dyke was going the wrong way, and then um, Sterling started to cut up, cut up through the middle, got a perfect ball from De Bruyne. Now, the move before with Sterling, where he's peeled away, is what caused um, Van Dyke to shift his body going back towards uh, the city end. 
Yeah. Which meant that his uh his upper body was further away from where Sterling's upper body is. <laughs> so Sterling's feet are behind Van Dyke's feet, but his upper body, because he's running the other way, because he's done Van Dyke, now causes him grief in VAR offside. I think that I think there needs to be some sort of rule come in where you have VAR is uh, the VAR rules slightly change depending on the type of goal that happens. Oh. You score with your head. If you score with your head, a hundred percent, it should be like where your top body is or where your arm is and shit like that. But if you're if you're near halfway and you've just done a defender on a on your little like two step shimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've sent him the wrong way. But your feet are still behind him. I don't think that's offside. That's that's fair game. And I think Sterling got done dirty there. Hey, I used to think that way. I used to think that if your feet are on side, you should be sweet because your momentum is you're leaning forward to get the momentum to go at the ball. But it's too hard to police. I think Why going in. Yeah, well, what if? Okay, so what if he? Well, if that ball gets played in. Sterling is has his upper body offside. He goes down the other end, cuts it back. Someone else scores. I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's offside. I think in the immediate. But I still think that's offside. In the immediate case, if he's scoring off his head or okay, with his okay. with his upper body, then I think that yeah. should be offside. I think that's where I think that the slight change, where depending on where the first touch of the ball is, if his yeah. first touch is above his above the upper half, then upper half is where it's offside. If it's below, I think it needs to be like that. So what his wait first touches when he goes through? Did you say? Yes, I think that would be. Uh, so, but what about if he he gets played through? He flicks it up with his foot, then heads it, like, and then runs runs with it. First touches with his feet. So I think he's. <laughs> this, this is the VAR. The VAR yeah. I mean, is already just, like too hectic. Like, I I, th- I think the offside rule is black and white, but it is black and white now. They made it bigger the margin of error, which is good. I think where VAR lets itself down is challenges, penalties, things like that. I think it's it's hard. It does suck because back in the day, like you said, your feet are on side, you're ready to go with your upper body. You might be leaning into it a little bit more. You're better offside. But this day and age, that's the rules. It's black and white. I think. I just, I just, I felt <laughs> I, like again. I'm a United fan. I felt bad for City that instant. Like yeah, yeah, Sterling, Sterling deserved that goal to me, but yeah, it, it is what it is. But you were gonna, you were gonna bring up the the West Ham one, right? Yeah, well, it's the same in the West Ham Leon game during the week. So like VAR, the this wasn't the offside thing, but the ref was handing. You could see he's biased. He this is the same ref that Jude Bellingham brought out like three four months ago, and he called him out saying. Oh, he's known for cheating. He's been done for cheating before. Blah blah blah. I called him out after a game where he was looking pretty cheaty against Dortmund. Then he's been banned for four months or three months. Then he's come back and he's refing in Europa League. And there was like a, not even a pull on the shirt by um, West Ham uh, against Musa Dembele right. up front. He goes down like a sack of shit. Ref gives a pen. And what does he do? Mr. Dembele just winks at the camera <laughs> as he's getting up. Like, it was, he didn't even, like, you can tell, he just dove. Anyone could tell. Then he sent off Creswell as well. Like, it was so biased. And that's where I think VAR needs to step up the game. Not in the offside thing. I think that's fine. We 
disagree there, but that's all right. But I think they need to step in when a ref's making shit fucking calls and go, nah, mate, you're wrong there. Give that fucking, rescind that red card. Like, don't give that penalty. I they don't they step were. in for that. I thought they were no. doing that in Premier League and stuff. No. I've seen cards being rescinded. Uh, I don't think when it comes to a foul. I swear I've seen... I haven't like, seen it in the... I haven't seen it. But, yeah, in like... In the Open League and that, it's the ref makes the call, the VAR's there to check fouls and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, um, that's another thing about VAR. It's like it's different in each league. Like everyone's got their own... Their own yeah, but it's, interpretation. It's, it's more for when the refs miss something, not to second guess the ref but you got the technology there to replay it and it takes two seconds you could then get in the ref's ear and go that's not a pen mate just have a drop ball it's very interesting I don't know the VAR like, VAR is good in some things like you said bad in other things still look what it's been less than three or four years really yeah, three probably, or four four seasons like four, four max man like, like full seasons as well like barely yeah. seasons because of COVID so yeah, hundred percent. We're not like it's still new. Still not involved. It's only just been brought into like the rest of the well, like A League only what last year. So yeah. and they've been doing a terrible job. Most all that. Yeah, I, I do think they are touch and go. Anyway, I do. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about my comment about KVB being the best best player in the world right now? You're probably right to be honest. Like I think all around he's probably. The best player. I think he's, he's most well-rounded player. I'm a sucker for... I always think the best player in the world is always going to be a midfielder. I, I agree. They're the more, more all-round footballer. Like, you can have your Ronaldos and Messis. They are fucking the best ever. But I think all-round footballer, you've got to be looking at a midfielder. Yeah. And so, someone like a Cam, uh, like who yeah. is attacking and defending at the same time, just pulling the strings. You, you can't. You can't be expected exactly. to be the best player in the world if you're not. You're not changing the game every game. Yeah, exactly. You're the one uh, changing the momentum. You're the one defending. You're the one attacking. You're the one structuring the team in the way that you want it to be. Yeah. You are the playmaker. Like exactly. Yeah. I think um, as much as everyone's been saying uh, that Messi hasn't been going at PSG, it hasn't been going well at PSG. Seems to have been the only player who's been able to do that in the La Liga with the stat that came out this morning that he is the only player, sorry, sorry the only player in the Farmers League. Uh, how do you even say it? Um, league. League. Uh, league uh. He's the only player in the Farmers League to have recorded um, a hat trick of assists more than one game in a season. And he's, done said, it, said and he's done it seven times. So exactly what you said last week sorry, about, yeah, exactly. about him not scoring because he's providing more goals or there's too many people to give it to. Exactly. Just personified when this stat came out today after he got another after he got his seventh hat trick of assists. Yeah, exactly. That's what he does. He gets assists at PSG. He's 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 pretty much not there to score goals. That's Mbappe, that's Neymar's job. Like he's there to produce them guys to get big numbers and that's what he's doing and did you see obviously PS talking of Messi and PSG PSG now want to keep Mbappe I saw that they, it's, 
the day after we started talking about Mbappe probably getting <laughs> yeah. getting shafted. Yeah, going to Madrid. Going to Madrid. <laughs> uh, no, PSG are putting in a huge offer to keep him. $150 million signing bonus. Is it, what, is that the signing bonus for him? That, that's just the signing bonus. I mean, because I guess they don't have to pay it for yeah. somewhere else. And then, someone else yeah. and then 40 million a year on top of that. So really, his first year, you get 100, 190. But that's not including, they also get appearance fees, goal fees, unused substitute fees. France. If they win something. Yeah, he's probably got, if he plays for France, he's got a little bit extra. Like, man, he's just going to rake in money. Oh, and I think that leads into the Messi. Messi might go. Messi might go to keep him. Yeah. But again, that's weird call because a lot of Mbappe's goals have come from Messi this year. Like, it's ridiculous. They're not exactly. ridiculous. I think, I think he'll still score goals, but when Messi's putting them on a platter for you, it really does help. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, 100%. Again, like, yeah, he's been doing well as much as people have been a little bit Distraught about how he's been going at PSG because more than 40 goals a year. <laughs> Still 40, killing 60. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I don't know. Very, very interesting one. But um, one of. Yeah, 100%. Moving on from one of Messi's favorite coaches ever, uh, Pep. Big Pep. Big Pep. Uh, apparently, come out today that he's that you were telling me that he's been offered the Brazil job after the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. So Brazil have approached him, supposedly, because. Pep has come out and said he only he will see down his contract at City, which gives him two more years, I think yep. it is. And he's looking for international jobs. He's come out and said that. Um, wants to get international football. Brazil have offered him ten million a season straight after the World Cup. Ten million a season. How much do you reckon how much is he on it right now? Oh, it'd be pretty similar. International jobs pay pretty well. And think about like how much he's actually doing, like it'll be it'll be much easier to coach in Brazil, coach, um, city. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, but if you're gonna go into international management, Brazil's a team to take, and his style, like, whew. yeah. Look, uh, very interesting. Let's take it. I don't, I don't see it being the right choice for him though, especially after. Uh, after everything he's done, everything he did, Barca, and how much he's been talking about, like recently, what he came out with this week, saying, actually, actually, that's actually an interesting point because this week he was talking about when all is said and done, when all is said and done at City, I'll look back on blah 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 blah. That's a, that's actually a very interesting. Hey, now that's come out that he's offered still job. So I've just done a little bit of googling. He's on fifteen more seasons at City. With add-ons adding to twenty million, and he's been getting them every because of that. Yeah, well, <laughs> except for cha- except for the Champions League one. Oh, we'll see how they go this year. <laughs> yeah, but like ten million a season to coach international, like you just fly around watch. He's a football perv. He will love flying around watching all these other teams play with with Brazilians in mm. or whoever he coaches, and. He'll fucking froth it. Like, could you imagine Australia getting something? I was like that? about to oh. say, get him to Australia, oh. boys. Mate, we'll pay him. Like, if I was Socceroos, oh, mate, FFA, give him 10 million. Let him come coach us. 10 million a year, four years. We will 
flourish. Double my double my like your my registration fees are already ridiculous. Double it. I'll, I don't care as long as we get pep. Uh, him on that don't double mine please uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the first time in ages i'm paying them and it's oh, oh is, that, is that killing you right now killing me absolutely killing me but yeah good <laughs> good gig would be a good gig. and going on to who is supposedly gonna replace pep have you heard the news no i haven't what's happening new york times have done a big article and all that and they reckon Ange Postacoglu is the man to take over at City. Insiders saying that Man City are really happy with Ange um, and the way he plays football, the way he runs pretty much Celtic at the moment. He's taken all aspects in. And he could be one of the candidates to take over from Pep in a couple of years. Best manager to ever grace the FFA in Australian football. Been killing it the last couple of years. I think that oh, that's a crazy that's a crazy shout though. That is a crazy. crazy it's a big, it's a big jump. Celtic. A big jump from Celtic to City, especially after Pep. Massive. I'd be uh, scared. I... <laughs> I'd be fucking <laughs> shit scared. Oh mate, if you got that phone call to say come for an interview, we're liking you. Oh, you'd you'd have a you'd have half a chub easy. Oh yeah, you'd rock hard. You wouldn't know what to do with it. Right, and Ange, Ange would be so calm, collected, like. I'd love to see him in the Premier League. Like, what he's oh, doing at Celtic, I'd love the to. people he's bought, the way he's turned them around, and he's putting Rangers in the dust the way he's playing football. Could you imagine him um, with, all the, with all the resources behind him? I know. I just... Uh, I, I hope football. he gets it. I hope he gets it. And I hope FFA take notice and go, oh, maybe we should well, do something for Ange. <laughs> exactly. But there must be some sort of... Um, what a smoke this fire... Like yeah. New York Times are releasing a thing. They're not just plucking it out of the air. They must have some sort of source or something from the inside saying they're keeping an eye on Ange, seeing how the next couple of years go maybe. But yeah, it's still a couple of years away before Pep goes. So Yeah, how how long has Pep got on his contract, you know? Oh, well, because so they think, said the World Cup, so it'll be at least a year and a half maybe. No, so, so he's got uh, this whole season, mm-hmm. the next whole season. As well, and I think at the end of the next season, that's when it ends. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So really, he's got like two years, of not even two years, like a year. So. Yeah. So hopefully, Ange can keep it up over the next couple of years at Celtic, and then gets himself a big gig at at uh at City. I do, that'll burn me though. That will burn. It won't burn you <laughs> as much, but it will burn no. me because obviously, Florida, I'm actually no, okay. gonna be a bit pissed that like. Best Australian coach ever is heading over to a rival, but you know, I'll also be, be hard. happy. It'd be hard to like lose with that team, but <laughs> like, it is hard to yeah, lose like, with that team when your bench is worth more than half the Prem anyway. Yeah, well, I'm saying that. I mean, United were like that. The years have fucked that up, so fuck me. Uh, how did <laughs> let's get into that chat? I mean, this is the weekly let's United go, yeah. fuck me chat, but my god. <laughs> Right. I like the chat, to be honest. Oh, it's really f- riveting. Really riveting for me. Oh, my God. Okay, so, all right. We lose to the team who were in a relegation battle. And yep. the worst Everton team who have ever played in the last, what, four, 20 years of the club or whatever it is. Oh, not tw- yeah, yeah, probably 20 years, but yeah, keep going. I'm liking this stuff. Uh, it, shittest game. We 
I think um, I think De Gea said it best when he was talking about how we just do not create chances. We do not look like we're attacking at all. And he just lost for words. Like he just doesn't know what to talk about. Like he, he came out today and said that uh, to a reporter or to in an interview. Exactly how we feel. I one week will be one of the best teams in the world. The next week we're the fucking worst. I same team on the field too. I I don't get it. I could not watch it after oh, how well Ronaldo's a fucking. He's not good for you. We'll get we'll get into that in a second. But after <laughs> after how how well Fred has been playing in the last couple of weeks, you yep. take him out of that position and you put him back in the position where he was the worst player on the team. Yeah, you you stop giving him the freedom to go up top, and then you put him back in the holding midfield where you can't. Yeah, something he can't play that position. He can't. But, but why are you having two holding midfielders against Everton? Have right. one sit Fred and Bruno in front. It's just what it, that's, uh, that's how we've been playing, and that's how we've been doing yeah. well. Why did we but, change it to a fucking yeah. shit team? Yeah, exactly. And then Ronaldo again doing nothing. Maguire calling. Did you see the clip going around of Maguire calling for a handball against his own team, against his own mate? Oh my <laughs> lord, mate! I feel so bad for him. He's confident everything. He's the new Phil Jones. <laughs> he is he, and Phil Jones is coming it's, back into the squad as well I know but it's like on steroids that. but like I think I've said it from the start Ronaldo yes he does score goals but he does not help the team when they need him he he had so he had two shots one on target during the game against Everton that's fucking piss poor he's not putting himself in the right positions to yeah. get the ball to have them shots the one, the um, one shot was actually really good though, and Pickford somehow pulled off a. It, it didn't even. Pickford didn't know where it was going. It just smacked his hand. Yeah, yeah he had the, 30, half, the half turn in the box. Thirty passes in a game, which tells me he's just looking for himself all the time. Yeah, and getting tackled, or at not getting as well, or not getting into the right positions. And out of um, he won two out of seven duels. Fucking piss poor. Yeah, like, for, for a big body up top, you should be winning much like you should be. Like the, he's physically strong. He he's got everything going about him, and he's fucking yeah. He's piss poor. Um, I think he's he's what's causing you a lot of problems. He's not getting the right positions, and also I do think Rashford didn't help either. Rashford is not playing well for United. He needs a new change. I think he still could be a good player. And the player he was, but he needs a change. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Rashford, Rashford is still a great player. Does need a change. Needs to go to a club where he's going to get appreciated. Sort of the way Zaha went to, went to yep. um, after Zaha started well, started to fall off a bit, ended up at um, Palace, killed it. Same with uh, Lingard, who was killing it at United, fell out of favour a little bit, ended up at West Ham, killed it. Now he's back just sitting on the bench. And he's back sitting on the bench. I think. It's just, just a shit fight, man. To be a United supporter, it's just a fucking shit fight. Uh, yep. Honestly, I hate it. And the only <laughs> thing that I felt somewhat okay about with this whole debacle against Everton was the fact that United, like that. Sorry, not United, but Ronaldo started to show a bit of that United grit. Smacked the phone out of that bloody Everton supporters fan going back into the dressing room. As much as that is like a shit it's thing a, to do, it's a it bit was a of thirteen-year-old kid. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a thirteen-year-old kid with autism. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was just there, like recording on his phone. But now he comes back, boom! He sent a message out to the media, 
ticking all the boxes going, oh, I'm sorry, you get emotional in games and all that. Hasn't apologised to the kid himself. His mum's supposedly distraught about it. Um, and he's offered him, oh, next time, uh, next home game, we'll get you around. He's an Everton supporter. He doesn't want to come watch fucking shitty United. He doesn't want to That's come like, to the, the Old Trafford. Like. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, you look up and there's a kid there. You're not going to knock the phone out of his hand. The, the dugout's long enough and wide enough for you to avoid that situation. Yeah. And it wasn't even like the guy wasn't even like he turned and was putting the phone in his face. No. He looked just looked up, looked smack and looked down. I'm like I know. But like he's he puts himself in the because he, he is a high performance athlete and he gets frustrated when things aren't working for him. And you see it a lot where he dummy spits, where he just walks down the change room. You look at when he played for Portugal in the semi or something. Could the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the when goal, he took the off goal. the armband. Yeah. Took off the armband, chucked it on the ground and took like he's got any issues. <laughs> yeah, it's get it's getting worse. I thought there was that like that little bit of saving grace where like United was getting that bit of ticker back where like Roy yeah. Keane fly kicking someone in the sand, shit like that. I didn't know it was a thirteen year old kid. Thirteen year old kid. Fuck. Yeah, you, you fucked up there too. I don't know. I, no, no, no. I didn't fuck up. Ronaldo fucked up. All right, don't put this on me. Oh <laughs> god. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it was all for passion and that, and. He's, it's good that he's passionate, but he seems to have all these dummy spits all the time. None of the United fans even went over and clapped their away fans that came to the Everton game. Sancho tried to get the players to go do it, which I liked. But I no like Sancho. Did. I think Sancho is great for the team. Mentally, yeah, the way he carries himself, the type of athlete he is. Him and De Gea are the two saving graces right now. I think Varane mm. is a bit the same. Varane is holding himself well in a shitty situation. Um, but yeah, I think they're the two, they're the, like the three players that are only things about United that are still like. Yeah. Oh, apparently, apparently uh, Ten Hag is on his yeah. way. Apparently it's, yeah. it's almost signed, sealed and delivered. Uh, apparently Ten, uh, Hag has just got like, and like a list of like 10 demands that if they're not met, he's not coming at all. Yeah. Did you hear supposedly you got asked about Donny Vanderbeek when he comes back from loan? And oh. if you'd if you'd use him. And he came out and he said, Why wouldn't I use one of the best players that Holland seen playing around in their league? That is hundred percent so, true and it needs to happen. <laughs> so it sounds like he might slot right back in and not be just a bench warmer. Did he play against us actually? No, he's injured. Oh, I was going to say, imagine if he came and played and, like, scored against That would have been fucking hilarious. I didn't even check that. It would have been funny. But, look, see, I don't understand even Frank Lampard, his team selection. Yeah, like, I didn't get it either. Why? You've got Deli Alley there. You need to score goals. Deli Alley plays excellent football as a shadow striker behind Kevin Lewin's quality. Mm. He's a fine some form again. But if you put Alley right behind him, Playing off him, yeah. Ali will bag you some goals. This is like the same reason they scored so many goals behind Harry Kane. Yeah, like yes, they got the win against United, but I thought this was also the problem against Burnley when they lost midweek. Play the guy; he's there to be used. He's probably your best midfielder when he's on form. Get yeah. him into form. You need him at this time in the year. Hundred percent. Deli Ali needs to be playing. Needs to be in behind, like just in front of, or behind, 
that um yeah Calvert Lewin Calvert Lewin doing what he did best at Tottenham same way he yeah. played behind Harry Kane is yeah hundred percent shadow striker shadow striker where he needs to be he'll find form again I don't like he just hasn't been doesn't got the minutes but you look at it when he does get the minutes they they're playing him deeper. He'll raz one or two people and then just lay it off. He's not affecting the game in any way. Yeah. As in, if he's playing further up the field, in behind that striker, he affects the game. That's where he needs to be. Definitely, definitely where he needs to be. Speaking of Harry Kane, that guy had a blinder against um, Aston Villa. Mate, did you see his assist for Sun, the header? I was going to say all of the all of the assists and the all of the goals came. Bruce Kane. Mate, mate, he's, he was the only reason they were. Again. I say, he was the only reason they were effect, as effective as they were in that game was because Kane was just turning it on. He's not a striker like I think he's starting to change his play style where he's not a striker who's going to score as many goals as he did in the past. He's just going to assist, drag the defenders out, pick the play, pick the pass out or the flick on, and tell you where he would have been good at City doing that to them Wiggins coming in. Yeah. That... <laughs> Do you reckon he'll ever? Do you reckon that that'll never happen? That'll never go. Nah, not now. He needs way now. too much money. That ain't happening. I think he'll end his no, career no. at Tottenham now. Yeah, but I think you're right. Like he is coming into form, and he brings so much to that team when he's playing. And it's not just goals. Yes, he clocks in goals every now and then, but the way he assists and brings their forward momentum of the game, quality and he son shifts the play in a, in an instant. I know. Yeah, and like what he does for Sun, he brings the best out in Sun. Sun with an, a hattie, like Sun is quality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Kane and Sun have the most ever combination for goal and assists in the Premier League ever. Really? Yeah. So you think about how young they are. If they could stay at Tottenham another couple of years, good luck anyone beating that record. Yeah, ain't no, people move around now. There ain't no one beating that record. They're, they're killing it, man. I think, I think it, besides De Bruyne, um, he has been, he was probably one of the best players this week, as well yeah, as Coutinho. Yeah. Watching that, watching that, um, that game as well, Coutinho killed it. Yeah, they lost 4 0, but. <laughs> but, but they, was, they, they, they had chances. They had chances. They should have been Hugo, up 5 Hugo or 6 0. Hugo Lloris had one of the blinding games, which he has every now and then. Every now and then, he just pulls everything out. Yeah. Somehow puts a bus in front of the goals. McGinn yeah. should have had three goals from outside the box. Coutinho was pulling strings, razzling players, getting free kicks everywhere, uh, putting players in the box. Um, who's the who's the striker, the English bloke? Um, uh, Danny Ings or Ollie Watkins are you talking about? No, no, no. Ollie Watkins, Ollie Watkins. Yeah, and he was unlucky to score a few goals today that game as well. I like Villa were deadly, and I think Gerrard's been doing great things for them. Yeah, they just got unlucky today and got out fucking last, being um, effective when you got the ball. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What did you think of the? Did you see the formation for um, Villa? They didn't play with any wingers. I didn't. I noticed they were a bit narrow, but it worked for them. Yeah, uh, they were playing real narrow. I liked it. Like that, like you said, I think Hugo Lloris kept him in and then they just had too much class going forward. Bernadeschi has been a quality signing for them on the wing. He's yeah. brought another dimension to Spurs. 
So I think they has got unlucky. One of them goals can win early. The game changes. Yeah. I think um, Tyron Mings in the back didn't mm. do amazing in positions he should have. He's been shit this year. Yeah, he hasn't pulled it out like he has in the past. I think two of the goals, like one of the goals, as you said, then he like put him on his ass. Like, yeah. And then the second goal was, sorry, uh, Sun's second goal, or the second goal of the game, um, went through went through his legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Bernadeschi's, I think. Almost got an yeah. own goal, but he smacked his own keeper in the nose. Tyron <laughs> uh, Mings didn't have a great game. Hasn't been great this year. But... No. But Sp- now Spurs have put themselves in that position for top four. They are now favourites for top four. Was Arsenal literally a week ago. I know. But now Arsenal being spastics. Being Spurs and... Idiots. Yeah. yeah. How you been feeling about that? <laughs> How you been feeling? Sad. Did you get up and watch the game? No, I had to watch highlights. So I was up with the child, so I was tired when the game was on. <laughs> but... um. Oh, we just need a striker. Like, yeah, you don't have Laka, a striker. Lacker's okay, but I think he's more second-choice striker for us. We just need a striker. We're getting chances. We outplayed Brighton, like, massively, like 65% possession, 20 shots to their rate. We just had four shots on target. <laughs> that's bad. Like, that's bad. Like, it's just... I mean, we're struggling at the moment with numbers as well. Um... We played Shaka at left back. Really? Yeah, because um, Timoney's out for the rest of the season and Tavraz has been in real bad form. So we've been play- Shaka's played there before for us, so we played him at left back. I mean, we've still got Cedric at right back as well. That's not great. That's not for great. Anyone. <laughs> for yeah, anyone. So, like, there's room for improvement, and I look at it as an Arsenal project. Arsenal came out and said... They have a plan to get back into Champions League and challenge for the title. And this year, it's all about just getting back into Europe. So get back into Europa League, which we've pretty much sealed that. Yeah. If we make Champions League, that's a bonus. But if we don't, we're still on our plan and we're still doing our project. (laughs) On your upper trend. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I just went full... How you going there? Yeah, no worries, man. no worries. I helped you out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're still in the upward trend, and yeah, we're still part of our plan. So as long as Arsenal fans see it like that and don't go, oh, Arteta blew it, la la. No, look where we were a year ago. We were down ninth. Yeah. We have shown we are growing as a team. We're young. It's going to happen. Yes, we need new signings. We don't have a deep squad because we got rid of all the dead wood, which we uh, needed to do. The post Ozil. Yeah. And we're not going to sign. They now aren't going to sign people just for the sake of signing people. They're oh, doing why not? It was fun. Well, you know, they're doing it for us. And yeah, true. That seems to be working out real good. Real good. No, I'm not crying. <laughs> you're crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a great week of football. Um, 100%. You, we also had what Derby had an offer accepted on the club after being in administration. I like to say Derby. You like Derby, to say Derby. Derby, sorry. Derby, Derby <laughs> County, Derby County, whatever. Either one. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So everyone knows they've been in administration now for the whole year, pretty much. And, and it ain't stopping Rooney. Like, no, but they do look like they're going to go down. They haven't been picking up results. Um, Rooney has been bold. I've been up about the refs. 
um, saying it's unfair and all that. Like, they're nine points from the drop with seven games left. From the drop? Yeah, like from beating the drop. So they look like they're going down. Um, really? I thought they were clear, even though after all those point deductions. They, they did get out of the relegation zone, I think it was about three weeks ago, but they've just been losing every game and teams around them have been winning. So the yeah, gaps right. just got... Um, Getting harder. And they look like they're going down. And people have to realize like, this new guy is an American businessman coming in, buying the club. He's going to take the debt on. And Ted, the debt Ted Lasso style. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, um, I think they've got to realize they're not going to come back up straight away. If they do, that's good. But they've sold... They don't own the stadium. They've sold... Um, they all youth academy and all that's gone. Really? They had one of the best youth yeah. academies in the, in the country. It's Everything's cut back. They they don't have... Because administration had to cut back everything. Oh. So he's going to have to build it again from scratch. Um, they might be in League One for a fair few years. But they could come back bigger and better than ever. You never know. Oh. So... Tough for that big club, but and it'll be interesting to see what Rooney does next year if he goes or stays in League One. I mean, I think he's proven himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a good. Yeah, yeah, he'll be hanging around. He said he's got a plan for the United job. I he's heard doing... that as well. He's doing everything. Yeah. Everything he's doing is to eventually coach United. Yeah, and he said now is not the time for the United job. He said Agreed. it's a future plan. I've got a plan to build myself to that job, which is great. Uh, yeah, I'm all about it. Um, get your stats up somewhere else. There's been, there's been a lot of coaching news last last week. Um, and then yeah, with the the um guy from Holland <laughs> coming out stating that he has uh, prostate cancer. No, I didn't hear this. Um, Van Persie's favorite coach, oh, Van Hal. Van Hal, yeah, he's yeah, come, he's come out yeah. saying he's um. In battling prostate cancer for the last however many years. now he's just made it public. That's yeah, right. um that's a huge loss to football, especially Holland football. Yeah. Did you hear what he said a couple of weeks ago about the United job? That no. Ten Hard should not take it as well? Why? Because of his Be- experience. No, he said United aren't a team to coach. They're a franchise. True, it is true. So coaches that shouldn't go there. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not bad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, hearts go out to Ben Hull. Um, shocking news. I mean, all footballs all supporting him. Hopefully he gets over it. But I, I, I think he, I, did he announce it because it's getting bad? Is that why he announced it? Not sure. I, that's the sentiment I got was that the reason he's announcing it is because it's getting bad. He's probably going to have to start bad. taking some time off. Yeah. Yeah. That's out to him. But um, speaking of like franchise football, did you see FaZe Clan? Like FaZe Clan have been a sponsor of City, or at least like partner with City for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is, but they um they had all the FaZe guys there last last for the for this game, and they also had um training jerseys. They've got the big FaZe thing on the back now as well. Yeah, it's hectic, especially with FaZe uh IPOing in the next month or so, going public. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the whole ins and outs of it. 
Phaser are a gaming company. Started off. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know they're a gaming company. Yeah. I just wasn't sure what their interactions with Chelsea were exactly. No, no, City. I mean, with City, yeah. Don't worry. Well, don't worry. I was looking at my notes for the next thing. Next right. thing. All right. Yeah, sorry. City. Oh, yeah, but it was just City. It was, City, City. Yeah, no, they, they just did a massive joint partnership with them. It was like last year, the year before, massive. Um, and now Bays have just been going strength to strength and strength to strength, opening up a whole bunch of stuff. And I guarantee they're going to be one massive company and player in the in the Web three um, based in the next couple of years. And so you tell me to invest hard when they IPO. Yeah. I would buy. I probably will buy. Not financial this... advice, but I might <laughs> put that this out is there. Not financial advice, but chuck the house on it. I will lose my house. <laughs> no, I'm no, but it was just it was just an interesting thing. Interesting thing. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Um, and yeah, so Abramovich looking to buy two more clubs. Ow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he's waiting for the sale of Chelsea to go through still, which who knows who it's going to be. No one does. When it's going to happen, no one does. But he's supposedly shown interest in a Turkish club in the second division, right? Which. Turkey's clubs turn into Galacticos. They buy big names. He can chuck a lot of money in. There's not many rules going around in that league about financial fair play and that. Um, and the other one, which I was surprised at, is Valencia. Ooh. Um, I'm not sure what the rules state. I tried to do a little bit of Googling about if it was legal for him to do it. And all I could find was it's not illegal for him to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a financial grey zone, like legal grey zone. It's a very grey zone. I think it'd be very much up to the club, and I think the current owners might not do it just for political reasons because of Ukraine and stuff. Um, and the La Liga might step in and go, no, 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 just wait till thing. But eventually, when he does sell the club and he gets some money, because he won't be able to get the money until after the war, pretty much. Then he'll probably look like he'll go in for Valencia or this Turkish club. And if he does, the amount of money he pumped into Chelsea, like billions of dollars, they, they will be the next powerhouse. Yeah, that's 100%. Very, very interesting. They'll, they, they will. Uh, just 100% they will. Yeah. They're yeah. already like, they're not terrible either now. It's just, so imagine a big cash injection going to do for him. And them leagues run a bit different than the EPL. The financial fair plays are very great as well, as we know. Barcelona are like over a billion dollars in debt, and then they just took out another billion dollars to get more in debt. So <laughs> you can do whatever you want in that league, I feel. <laughs> 100%. It's going to be, well, well, keep an eye out on that, see what happens with that. Interesting, interesting. Interesting. So I've got one thing to say. Did you see that? F1 is now the king of Australia? Oh, I wouldn't say the king, but there's been a, so much press about it. Well, they uh, they now had the biggest sporting event in Australian history over the weekend with over 410,000 ticket sales single weekend. I heard it was record sales, mate. I've been watching all the reporters. Everyone's pulling out shoes for them to do shoeies. <laughs> it was hilarious. hilarious. It was the best. I've seen about I've seen about five different reporters getting done it, but the big Sky News guy making this guy yeah. pulled out a, 
a manky van. Bro, it's a, a manky grey van. van. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's meant, not meant to be that colour. He did not buy it that colour. With a warm Heineken. <laughs> yeah, here you go, have that. And he didn't He didn't look too sure, but, mate, he did it. He uh, did it. Ooh, he did it. I, I'm waiting to see how many people get COVID from that, from in the F1 that weekend, because they were letting everyone on the track. Oh, mate, how many tickets did they sell? Over 410,000 over the weekend. So about 400,000 will get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, it was a fantastic weekend. I loved every second of it. I watched watched all the practices, watched all the qualifying, uh, watched the race. Didn't have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was amazing. Look, I'm upset I didn't go. Um, It'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years. I reckon... And they'll make it was one of the biggest events that they've had in a while. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Australia pushes to have a second race here. Um, in the, in the ca- Sydney in a, one, Sydney or Adelaide, or even two in Melbourne. Adelaide. Um, Adelaide's got a big street. Adelaide's got a big street circuit. Yeah, but no one wants to go to Adelaide. Old yeah. Adelaide. Old Adelaide. The ice <laughs> capital of Australia. Well, that's why it's Adelaide. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it'll be. It'd be interesting. I think it makes sense as well for the F1 to do it so that they don't have to travel all the way out here and leave, go back to yeah. Europe. Um, do two. The next, do the two. Next, yeah, so yeah. I reckon it would make sense to do two out here, whether we do two in Melbourne or one in Melbourne, one in Adelaide or one in Sydney, one in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. Some big upsets in the Drivers' Championship. Uh, Charles Leclerc uh, killed it, man. You don't you don't watch it, do you? Nah. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Charles Leclerc is the drivers' champ. Is pulling away in the drivers' championship, so they get points every every. Yeah, yeah, point, yeah. Points. So yeah. first attempts get points. Um, Charles Leclerc's won two out of the last three and came second in the other one. And this race, he was miles in front. No one could catch him. Yeah, uh, no one can catch him. Any, no one was anywhere near him. The only reason anyone was close at any point in the race was because of the safety car. Safety car just means there's been a crash. They got debris on the debris on the thing. Bring the safety car yeah. out so everyone goes at a certain speed. So they can clear the shit off and let them go. Yeah. So Charles Leclerc was 30, 40, 50 seconds ahead of second place. Yeah, right. and was just pushing, pushing, pushing safety car. So then he ends up back right next to the right next to second place. Same thing again. As soon as the safety car's gone, 20, 30 seconds in front and got back, brought back. And just by the end, he he won by, I think it was 20 seconds or 30 seconds. Like he would have been a minute and a half in front of second place if it wasn't the safety car. Um, he killed it. It was insane. And then Max Verstappen, the, dri- the driver that everyone either loves or hates in the F1, um, had a big upset where he smelt something funny going on in his car during uh in like the 30th race uh, in the 30th lap shut 39th lap shut off his engine halfway through the corner and got out and then his car caught on fire yeah right so he was saying he was complaining about he was complaining about balance issues all week all weekend was sitting in second place um destroy he said he was destroying his tires trying to keep up with leclerc um so he started like just pulling back and just maintaining second and then that's when uh he's some fluid was sparking or something in the in the cockpit, and he's like, oh, "I'm getting out." He got yeah, out, good got good call. Got out of the car, and then um, 
it just started started flaming and all of a sudden he's screaming at some random steward like hurry up and extinguish this shit <laughs> like it's so funny he's sitting there like pointing at it for a good like 10 seconds he's like come on yeah like do it and then he's like he's doing it nicely like come on come on come on hurry up and then he's just like hurry the fuck up <laughs> and then all of a sudden it like starts going in flames but yeah and then the other red bull ended up coming second which was good and with uh russell the mercs got second and uh sorry third and fourth which was a big big change for for the mercs since they've been going absolutely terrible this year um but yeah uh great weekend daniel rick Daniel yeah. Rick and Norris got uh, fifth and sixth, which is big for McLaren since they've had a tough start to the year. And it was yeah. good to see Rick, uh, Daniel Ricciardo actually do well this year. I was gutted. I wanted him to get a podium. But, yeah, um, just for Australia. Just for Australia, it would have been nice. Just for Australia. Uh, yeah, one other thing I didn't I, I noticed as well, Gautry Bodass. I saw this clip at the beginning of the week. He changed his helmet to this like Australian themed helmet where it had like kangaroos, beaches, had like fair income on the yeah. on the hat on the on the helmet and stuff like that. Turns out his missus is like uh, an Australian cycling gold medalist. I had no clue. Really? So, yeah, so Australia is like his second home. I didn't know this. So I was like, I was like, oh, this is a cool helmet for for some random some random guy. He's some he's he's fit <laughs> like he's um he's from a Scandi country. I think he's Norwegian. Yeah, right. I mean, so he's like. On the other end of the planet, far far as well you can get from Australia, and he's yeah. But anyway, great weekend. Can't wait for there to be next one. It's good, good for Australia having it back. Having it back three years. The last it's been three years. So they so I also found this out. Got but um the last Melbourne F one event was yeah. twenty nineteen, and that was. As COVID hit, or tw- ended like 2019 yeah. season, 2020. 2019, yeah. So it, they were all here. All the drivers were here. Everyone was here. They set up. It got cancelled. It got cancelled literally yeah, as as I the drivers that. were going to go out or something like that. And they were like, "Ah, oh, you got to go home." Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but um, heavy, heavy. So it's been three years since then, and came back with a fucking hit, man. Loved it. I, I, I'd be keen to go. Yeah. If this, it's expensive, man. It's an expensive fucking. <laughs> F one's an expensive sport. Uh, expensive man sport. 100%. All right. Well, I think that we're going to wrap it up for for today's episode of Between Two Halves, but we're going to jump into the bonus episode. So, uh, bonus episode is going to be out on the Patreon if you want to get the podcast uh, early. So we'll release it. I think it's a day early, and if you want to get this ex- extra thirty minute um, bonus episode or bonus content from the episode, um, go over to patreon.com forward slash Between Two Halves, sign up, and you'll get the get access to the bonus episode. Yeah, 100%. Get on, support us, and we'll support you. Um, we've had had a couple of Patreon subscribers, which is good. And, um, yeah, thank you for supporting us. Yeah, thank you very much for the first couple of supporters. Well, actually, the first one, we're going to sort you out with some merch. We've got some merch yeah. coming out soon, so we're going to yeah. sort that out. We're organizing that at the moment, and it will hopefully be coming soon. Sweet. All right, well, everyone, go follow us on all the social medias. Share us around Between Two Halves on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube's been popping off recently as well. Um, So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the week of football, enjoy the week of sport, and we'll see you guys next time. Maybe. Bye, bye, bye.